Hello, and welcome to the 3D Meetup Podcast. For this episode, we're chatting with Mario Domingos. Mario is a senior 3D artist and motion designer working in Piranha Bar in Dublin. He has over 20 years experience in the industry, and we talk to him about some of his most difficult and interesting projects. He shares some of the pros and cons of the various software he's worked in, and we chat about some of his personal projects. It was great to chat with Mario, and I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to him as much as we did. So I'm, I'm here with Mario Domingos. Thanks for joining us, Mario. It's yeah, really nice to have you on. Right, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Good. Thank you. Um, so I guess we'll just jump in. Uh, you grew up in Portugal, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you go to college in Portugal or how did you get into 3D? Uh, so I, I didn't went to college. I, I, I have the, the, the normal living certificate oh, yeah. thing that you say yeah. here. And uh, because I started working just after that. And uh, and and I I always liked well I started liking 3D uh, early uh, I think I remember the first 3D thing that I've seen that I that I was wondering how it was made that caught my attention was some early Pixar short uh, on TV on some documentary that, that I saw and 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 I remember looking at that and and I almost couldn't understand what i was looking at you know like uh, th- there was one with a baby and uh, called toy i think and uh, it, it's it, it's still cool to watch uh, and uh, so so that was it so I, I i watched i remember watching that and uh, and wondering how can i do this you know like well, what what kind of computers and softwares are um, available to do this you know um, and uh, but and I always had that in the back of my mind, but was very like I couldn't at that point like get a, a computer or like not even like in Portugal no one was doing that right. So I could only see that in magazines sometimes and some people talking about that. Uh, and uh, parallel to that, I was I was already very interested in in graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, but three D was always something that. I, I wanted to know more about, uh, and um, at uh, when I finished school, um, and uh, I, I was kind of trying to decide what to do if I would go to university or if I would. Uh, so I, I looked for some courses, and and I didn't had nothing that would that I would like to, you know. And uh, and I got the opportunity to start working in a in a company that uh, like a uh, they 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 were they owned. Uh, a, a giant screen that is very well known in Lisbon that we have at like close to a uh, a very well known uh, place uh, like a, a on a road yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was a screen that was uh, playing uh, advertisement you know? okay sure yeah um, very primary only three colors you know like like red green and uh, yellow you know and black you know, like uh, uh, so, but but they were doing cool stuff, you know, already you know, for the time, you know. So uh, I had the opportunity to, like, you know, like earn money doing what I kind of closer closer to what I enjoyed, you know. Uh, so and, and I was always very curious. So I already knew a bit of Photoshop, a little bit of After Effects, Premiere. I was always doing my stuff at, at home. Um, so, so yeah, so I got that job and from then on, I never stopped working 
uh, and and time passed and i was like okay so like i might one day go to college and take a course mm. that i want but i, I kind of learned with as you go yeah. as i as i as i go and uh now i don't think i need it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. would, would be interesting to go but uh, i don't even have time to that <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah so was that mostly 2d then or was it 3d straight from the get-go uh no no it was 2d mostly right yeah. uh, but they had 3d so so the first 3d package that i worked with or that i played with was 3d studio for dos okay so even before windows i'm i'm very old and uh so um and i i played with it you know like i uh, i didn't know nothing about 3d I, I remember doing spheres and cubes and all that and and still some very simple animation i i i i, I loved it you know like and the render was very basic um actually before that i used povray which is a, a coding language it's like you can render images, but with with coding. So, but, so there's no. So it was a ray tracer basically. Okay. Um, so you would write like sphere radius something, you know, position something, <laughs> and it would ray trace, and you create like light position something in the world, yeah. and it would, and then press enter, it would yeah. create render an image. So, uh, so that was actually the first contact with 3D, and then I found 3D Studio Max that had. An interface, yeah, a user interface, like a user that. interface, yeah. very basic, you know. Uh, you were mostly you started out doing two D, but then you, you oh yeah, you, okay. did, yeah, you yeah. did actually get into three D in yeah, your own yeah, yeah. kind of space. And then that company, uh, the so so after a while, I I got that job, and three uh, D Studio uh, Max came out at I think around there. I, I don't know exactly when this was. Maybe like I think I was like eighteen. Okay. So. Uh, so I think the Autodesk redesigned 3D Studio to make re, uh, to make 3D Studio Max, right? So a completely new interface, a Windows-based interface, and all of that. So, uh, and and I remember starting to use that version on the company that I worked for. Okay. Um, but used to do just a little 3D, you know, like some words, for example, some text, you know, like a yeah. very basic text, yeah, and then yeah. the resolution of the screen. So low. you know, like was very, very low, so we couldn't do much. You yeah. know, if if you added too much detail to a texture, you, you couldn't see it. You could like so we there were like pretty like big constraints on yeah. on, on doing stuff for that. Yeah. And and when I arrived there actually they they all the two D animation they used Premiere. Premiere had a module, a very basic module called Motion uh-huh. to animate text and, and some images and, and they they were doing everything there. Wow. And I had tried that that at that time I had tried After Effects already. Uh, so I like look guys, let's let's try this. And so we, we started kind of trying After Effects and after a while like we saw that okay, so this is perfect for it, this is better. Yeah. But I still worked maybe one year with 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 that module of, wow. of Premiere yeah. to do motion design. Being forced to work in a very constrained manner like that, did that force you to work around it or I think that always happens, right? Mm. I think that happens to everyone. And that's in, in every aspect of life. And definitely that happened to me there. But like, if you have constraints, you have to be creative and you have to kind of learn like weird ways to do stuff, you know? Of course. Like, it, it, I think even today we think that our softwares are very advanced, but we still do that. We still have loads of constraints. So we are still having that problem all the time, you know? 
so and that makes us grow i think like if you if you do always the same thing with the same tools you know like and or if everything is very easy for you in life if you if you were born very rich and you don't have to work you know like you don't have any constraints any problems I think you don't learn, you don't grow, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I definitely think. heard that, that you kind of, it's important to get outside of your comfort zone yeah, and stretch yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're working away in Portugal. Uh, when did you start then in Cinema 4D? Oh, man, I, I started Cinema 4D four years ago. Oh, because you were in Softimage <laughs> before, was it? I was Maya, I was Max for some years then. Okay. So after that company, you know, like I went uh, to another one. Actually, after that company... Uh, so I was like three years there working with 3 Max. We ended up doing more stuff. And then we ended up actually buying a new screen. The company bought a new screen, color screen, better resolution. We had, we had the chance to do cool stuff or cooler stuff. Uh, and then um, then I, I, I discovered Maya and uh, and I got hooked to it. At, at the time, Maya was uh, brought or was bringing new ways of doing stuff. You know, it was very fast. You know, the viewport was incredibly fast compared to 3 Studio Max. It had NURBS modeling, <clears throat> which nowadays no one uses. But but at the time was cool, you know, like it was fast, you know. Uh, and, and the interface was completely new, a new uh, paradigm, you know. So, um, so I started learning that. And I worked with Maya for, I don't know, like 10 years or 8 years or so. Okay. Yeah. And then I went to Softimage at okay. some point. You know, yeah. like at some point I got fed up with my and i was like okay so i'm gonna uh, i need to find another software mm -hmm. you know to to work with and softimage was there it was perfect yeah you really like softimage yeah you? We, we i worked with softimage a few years and uh and that that's what brought me to ireland actually because windmill actually all the studios in ireland used to work with softimage or most of them uh, so so windmill perenovar and all that so uh they were they were looking for someone and that's that's what brought me in, you know. Okay. Like, Can you uh, tell us a bit about the job that you were working on then when you came over to Ireland? Uh, sure. So, so I came to Ireland in 2010, I think, the first time. So I, so at the time I had my own studio. So uh, uh, and um, for three years now, I think at the time. And um, uh, so I and I was looking for like to work outside of Portugal, you mm -hmm. know, like I wanted to have a different experience. And, and I was actually looking for remote work, you know, like, but uh, like uh, that would be perfect, right? But, uh, uh, and I remember replying on CG Talk uh, several, uh, several posts there, like the companies looking for uh, help from freelancers. Mm -hmm. And Windmill replied, they called me, uh, and uh, so I came here, stayed three months in 2010. Uh, so I was working on some stuff for the Sci-Fi Channel, actually, okay. uh, some series, some low-budget series. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I don't remember the name. I should remember. It was a funny name, actually. But uh, one of, like was two or three uh, episodes, but uh -huh. they were all different stories. You know, uh, so each episode was a completely different story with different actors. So one of them had like a a monster-like dinosaur kind of mutation thing in a forest, and they were all running yeah. from it. And so, so I I did animation in there, and I I actually on my Vimeo have I still have a reel, an old reel that has that. Okay. I, I can show you then. Uh, and um, and then another episode was like some flying 
monster, you know, like, so I, I actually, I, I worked mostly in animation because at the time animation was actually what I was more interested in, mm. you know, like, uh, I, I, I still love character animation, but, uh, but, and, and actually character animation was one of the reasons that I started doing 3d, you know, like, a, uh, but I never had the chance to develop it that much because I it just becomes, I became a, a generalist yeah. easily, you know, like, so, uh, anyway, uh, so that, yeah, that was what I did in Windmill. So those, and, and I think I worked on some other uh, commercial or something. I, I don't remember now. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and you stuck around, obviously. No, so then I, I went back to Portugal. So after okay. three months, I went back to Portugal. This okay. was like was a freelance yeah. thing, okay. right? Um, and uh, so I went back there. I still had my studio, so I worked for a while. I actually worked on a uh, and then I came here again, another the next year, 2011, in April, and I started working on uh, a feature that they did, like called Moth Diaries. Okay, this is windmill again. Windmill again. Uh, so I was doing loads of effects, particle effects, and uh, actually loads of moths in a window and all that. Like, and I actually I, I came here, but then I left. I went to Portugal. I kept working with them okay. for a while yeah. uh, from Portugal. Uh, but uh, so and and so those first three months, I I, I made loads of friends here. You know, mm. like I, uh, like the guys in Windmill, like I was telling you before, like they were amazing, uh, and and I kind of, you know, built like they they gave me that family mm. kind of feeling. You know, like they yeah. they are still all my friends today, um, and uh, and because of that, after I went back to Portugal and when the 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 economic. Um, crisis yeah, uh, thing the arrived economy crash yeah the crash uh, i had the chance to to come here definitely you know like uh you know definitely in the definitely like permanently permanently yeah um because i knew people already and and the problem in portugal is big so there was no work yeah. at the time uh 2013 i think and so i got a, a job in in Brombeck, actually okay. uh andy clark was working there as vfx supervisor i think uh, and uh, for one series that they had um, for Disney, I don't remember the name now. Um, but yeah, so we, like I came here to do actually After Effects stuff. Okay, you know because you know like th- that was the job that I could get at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was it was pretty bad in Portugal at at the time. It was like a very very complex situation. The clients were not paying. Loads of companies, loads of clients that I had that that uh, went down and like they closed the company, so they didn't pay. Uh, and so, I, I, at some point, I almost had no food in the fridge, uh, so it was so pretty bad. Just you know? just to be clear, so you don't work, and the clients because oh, yeah, the, yeah. the companies oh, yeah, yeah. had folded, you just didn't get the money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's tough. Yeah, yeah. That's we crazy. were actually in the middle of a project, uh, me uh, and uh, three other guys. Um, and no one got paid, you know, like, Gosh. and we, we, we were doing like, um, something for, uh, the electric cars in Portugal or something mm-hmm. there, they were starting talking about that and it was like some, um, so it was a big thing with, with characters and everything. But then they announced that they weren't like the government was not supporting, uh, that anymore, you know, because of the, all the crash and everything. Yeah. So the company that was getting the money from the government to pay us, you know, 
couldn't pay us also yeah. they all they they were all like in bad shape also you know? <sighs> yeah yeah well, loads of like was was pretty bad pretty bad and i was lucky actually uh to to be able to come here and, yeah. and uh, which ireland was not in good shape also no, but, i was gonna say yeah. but was way better okay in portugal it was more complex the, mm. the system is more complex mm. so the problems are more in the core mm. of the country you mm. know so because the system is complex everything crumbles yeah when something yeah. happens yeah, yeah, yeah in here there it's more organized like the revenue system here is more organized it's simpler portugal is a mess mm. so and here the banks crashed and all of that but the rest kept you know like the the, yeah. the country had money yeah. you know like the yeah. you, you know like yeah but you know like the the i guess the the government and all of that you know like were more stable you know so tell us about you're in brown bag you're doing after effects stuff then did you stay in brown bag for a while and move into the 3d or did you kind of go your own way okay so uh, i stayed actually three months in brown bag i had a, a contract a six month six month contract but i was not liking what i was doing right mm. i was doing after effects you know and uh it's not that i don't like after effects or i kind of i like to do my own stuff there but it's not something that i want to work in and, and it was not even interesting stuff you know like i was cleaning up shots that yeah. had problems and all that so um again because I'd, i i had met uh people before when i when i was here before the three months before uh Simon from from Windmill, uh, from sorry from Piranabar. He was the head of 3D there. Uh, he knew that I was here. He knew that that I was a soft image guy. And Piranabar was doing uh, a, a big project, um, um, and they needed people. You know. So um, so Simon asked me if I wanted to go there freelance there. You know. Oh wow! And I actually ended up. You know, like I, I had a, a contract in brown bag and I switched it by a freelance position, you know, wow. because I preferred it, you know, like, yeah. and I, so I was like, look, I have, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I told them in brown bag uh, that I had a, something that I like to do more. Yeah, yeah, they were very nice. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so I started on in Brunabar and, uh, and I, I, I'm there since then. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you've worked on some pretty cool stuff there. Yeah. You? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a very cool place to work. Yeah. yeah. Have you any um, favorite projects from Piranavar that you are um, particularly proud of? Yeah, like the, the VHI ads are cool. You know, like they, they were very... I, I've learned so much, like with doing the VHI uh, stuff. Can you talk us through some of the problems you had and maybe how you overcame it? Uh, sure. Like, uh, so we started like the... the fr so when I, when I arrived to... Piranabar, we were uh, they were soft image, right? Mm. The, the problems that we were having were not the same that we started having after we changed to Maya, right? So, oh, okay. So the the like, um, I, I was actually like I knew a bit of soft image, but when I arrived to Piranabar, I actually I noticed that I didn't knew as much as I thought okay, I, because yeah, yeah. the guys were super, you know, like they yeah. knew everything about Softy Mash, right? Yeah. Uh, so at the at the beginning, I had loads of problems, you know, like so. Uh, but they 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 were great, and they like they it was very easy to integrate in the team mm. and and kind of start learning stuff. Uh, I think you know, like all the all the the same problems that everyone has when you do like 
something with characters, you know, like mm-hmm. the rigs break or, and now all the characters were made um, like um, of cloth, you know, like the, okay. you see, like not, not, not simulated cloth, but they were like kind of dolls, mm-hmm. you know, stuffed, you know, dolls. Uh, and uh, so they had, they all had like that fuzzy hair and all that. So we had to deal with hair on every character, mm. that kind of fuzzy hair. And but also the long hair that they had, which was actually also like made of cloth and kind of kind of stuffed cloth, but it was animated, animatable also. You know, so you you they would need to flow in the air and all that and in the wind. You know, so uh, so everything at that that like cloth quality to it yeah you know? uh, so all the textures and all the displacement maps uh, everything needed to be very very um, particular uh, particular and kind of uh, they need to be to, to work well you know mm. like so the the maps were high res and all that you know so all of that stuff is is hard and then every ad you had a different group of characters you know <laughs> so you know like a different family yeah. or so of course, we we would use some characters from the other ads, mm. but we had to change them and all that. And mm. and you see, like we at the time didn't have a pipeline, right? You know, so we didn't have Shotgun, for example, mm. which is like a pipeline management software. Um, so the pipeline we had was folders, save this and that. And uh, uh, the good thing about Softimage is that for, in Softimage you can save a model. So if you have if you have a character rigged a rigged character like full hair textures everything right so you can put it inside of a special null null called yeah. model okay and you and you save that to a special file a special yeah. type of file so you could like save a rigged character into a, a special that special type of file or yeah. you know like you can set, divide your scene into models mm-hmm. so you had a, we would have like a library of models and that would help kind of it you know like yeah but um but what would happen there is that over the years, the rigs started to deteriorate because we would just grab one rig from the last one that already has a problem. And we would just try to fix it, but sometimes we didn't have time, so we would add something to the rig. And then we didn't have time, we had to animate with that rig, mm-hmm. right? And then the next job after three months or four months, we would go, okay, so what was the last rig? You know, So we would go to the last rig and the last rig would, would be broken. even broken twice. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the problems became compounded. Yeah, and and sometimes we would need to go back to you know like a really you know, early, year, version, early, yeah, yeah. early version and re-rig parts. Like it was a pain in the ass. Um, and then, uh, but but was Softimage. Softimage, it's very easy to work with. Yeah. You know? um, but we were still using Mental Ray, which you know like Mental Ray. You don't even know, right? I I, uh, I know Mental Ray. Oh, I, you know, I struggled with it in college. Yeah. So yeah. like all the ads, all the Previous ads, all those ads from that time were done using Melter Ray, you know, like so no proper uh, GI or stuff, mm. you know, like uh, yeah. so, yeah. So then we changed to Maya and yeah. other problems arrived that we had to solve in a different way. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, we had to actually, because of Maya, we had to create a proper pipeline there. Right. You know. So the the failings of Maya actually forced you to kind yeah. of yeah. Re- it's, it like would be impossible to do that like we uh used to do in Softimash, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, so so we 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 created a proper 
shotgun pipeline with lambic caches and all of that you know yeah. and, and now it's working it's it's solid you know after a few good m terrible months yeah uh, uh, you know, it kind of—it's solid uh, system now, and, and we and can, you can rely on it. Yeah, we can rely on yeah. it. You know? So, are you glad it happened, or would you prefer to stay in your sort of soft image? I would prefer to stay in soft image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I'm, this might look like I'm a, I'm a, a fan boy, mm. you know, uh, and I'm I'm not like I'm I was never a fanboy of any particular th particular thing, you know. Like I, I've used all of them, uh, and. Uh, it's true that that Softimage was a much more solid software than my is, but I, I know the benefits of mine, yeah. you know, yeah. which I don't think they are beneficial for studios the size of our studio. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think it, there's a point. Yeah. Uh, but now, actually, you don't have a choice. You know, like, yeah, it's pretty I much think, standard. Yeah, I think uh, like Softimage would would fill that gap between Cinema 4D and yeah. And Maya, yeah. you know, and, and there's nothing there now. So, can you tell us a bit about Franibar? How big is it? Okay, so we are around 30, I think, 32 or so. Okay. Uh, I don't know the year I opened and all of those details, but uh, I know that um, uh, it was called Picture Company at some stage. Okay. And they used to do mostly uh, TV uh, broadcast, you know, um, and we still do. We still do a lot. But then um, I think uh, Dave Burke and Gavin Kelly, they got together and they created this the the, the studio side of it, you know, like the, the advertisement side mm -hmm. of it. So we still have the, – so the building is kind of not divided, but, you know, like the, the below we have uh, – Broadcast. We do like MasterChef stuff and all that, you know, like for TV. Uh, so we don't work on that. And then uh, upstairs we have the the advertisement yeah. Um, yeah. studio. So it's mostly advertisements and kind of uh, no graph and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, there's a big part of editing and all of that, the docu yeah. documentaries and everything. They, we oh, do okay. loads of stuff there. Oh, okay, uh, great. Also, I, yeah. I didn't know that about yeah, yeah. yeah well, you know, uh, yeah. but uh, but yeah, well, loads of editing, uh, TV shows. Uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, we used yeah. to do it there and all that because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hear people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, there's always directors and writers and producers yeah. around there. Oh, okay. you know, like it, it's a great place to work because everyone talks with everyone. What do you like most about working there? Uh, what do I like most? Um, I like a lot of things. I, I, like, I like the people. Mm. I like them. It's very important. I like them. Um, all of them. You know, like we, and and it's it's noticeable that that everyone feels the same. You know, like we all get along very well. There's no weird uh, stuff that sometimes in the offices that like, like people have like I know war, wars between them yeah. or they talk bad about this and yeah. we don't do that. We we respect uh, everyone because we kind of have an attachment to everyone yeah. in some yeah. way. You know, like it's almost like a family. And and yeah. I remember my boss Dave Burke mentioning that and it's true it's it's not like a it looks like a cliche yeah. somehow but yeah that's that's what i feel yeah. i feel very we feel very comfortable there mm. you know like and 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 working with uh, even in the in, i think in the, in the worst times where we are very stressful uh we tend to be very respectful and mm. and, and try to understand the other side and kind of help you know like i think there's so. something about going through this really tough 
deadlines are tough oh, jobs yeah. with someone and you, you kind of learn to trust people yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you i think we are lucky also because of the personalities that that come together there i think um i i, I can say from i can speak for myself i've learned a lot like uh i changed like they changed me you know because i was not like this you know, like i was not as nice as they are <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm still not but uh i think like uh they kind of if if they give back mm. you know you you tend to do the same yeah. you know because uh, it's kind of uh, yeah i can say that that i like they changed they they changed the way i work in the team definitely yeah those sort you of know. soft skills yeah, yeah, can you talk a bit yeah. more about that like and, and have you got any like examples particular examples uh yeah sure like uh, uh i think accepting uh other opinions mm. or you know like i like i i used to work um I, I worked alone for many years you know so when i had my studio i worked almost every day alone you know uh, and i think you kind of you get too much into yourself you know and when suddenly you need to work with someone you don't see their side you know it, it also depends on personalities right uh, so, but uh, i couldn't see their side you know so uh, i was pushing for something and i couldn't understand why he doesn't agree with me, you know, uh, and and I think working in a team like this made me learn that. Mm. Um, and there's the sharing and and working for a group of people, you know, working for uh, a, a common goal. A, a common goal, yeah, mm. you know. Like I think that that teaches you a lot. I think everyone should go through something like that, mm. you know. Like I hear loads of people that like they go into three D, they study three D, and then they want to go freelance or something. Uh, go freelance definitely if you can but work in a studio first mm. you know like in, and and learn how to deal with people first yeah it's very important and 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 that that helped me a lot you know yeah. like to to deal with clients and uh, to know what like to deal with directors and all of that you know like it's it's important to learn to accept opinions and to and and also of course, working in a studio like this, you have work every day, right? So, so you, that's that's a a big thing because you learn, uh, and, and you have the deadlines, right? Mm -hmm. So you you are forced to learn to overcome the problems, you know. So, you know, like that's what makes you learn. Yeah. You know, if you like, it's the same thing as like watching a tutorial of in soft, uh, like a, a Cinema 4D tutorial. Or actually jumping into the cinema 4D and doing it, yeah. there's a big difference there, right? So, so you you learn on the job, you know, and kind of throw yourself into adventures and kind of figure it out, you know. Like, so, and and we've done a lot, we do a lot of that in in Pranavar. Can you talk us through one of the projects that you learned a lot on? So four years ago, I started to learn cinema, mm -hmm. right? So again. Uh, Again, twice, like for the second time in my life, I was fed up with Maya mm. and I had to learn another thing. And Soft Image was not there. Uh, and, and Cinema 4D looked like uh, it was a cool software. Yeah. You know, so, so let's try it. And I, uh, so I tried it. And when I did some tutorials, I played around uh, for a month or so. Uh, and I, I tried X particles, and I've, I've seen okay, this is powerful. They can this can do stuff. 
Um, and I think I've done a very simple job for three mobile or something in Cinema 4D okay. using Arnold at the time. Uh, and I just said, oh, I know it all. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> but I, but I kind of, in my brain, you know, I... I, I figured I, it out. I, I want to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I need a complex project to do that. And uh, I try to lose my fear. And I know the problems that may arise from there, but I'm, I'm, I'm like that, mm. you know. So um, that project was coming. And uh, so the GAA project was coming. Was uh, The idea about it is that, uh, so I think Gas was uh, sponsoring the GAA yeah. uh, championship, I think. Yeah. Uh, so we we had to make four ads, uh, and uh, it's like not ads; it's stings. I think yeah. you know, like uh, so they would go in between ads when the JA was on TV yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so the idea was to um, was kind of complex, but I think at the, at the time I didn't see how complex it would be. Yeah, right. can you talk I, us through what the ad actually looks sure, like? Sure, sure. So, so basically, the idea is that uh, there's a, a slither, a slither, yeah, a yeah. slither. Uh, that uh, so it's a it's a ball used in in the JA um, yeah, in hurling, yeah, hurling, yeah. Uh, so the idea was that the slither would uh, peel off. So, so the slither on top as a as a, is made of a leather, mm-hmm. like a thick leather, yeah. and then it's cork inside, inside, yeah. right. And around the cork, so between the leather and the cork, there's some um, a string mm-hmm. uh, around. So, so the idea was for for the the leather to come out of the of the sphere. So we start with particles of cork yeah. that uh, make the shape of players oh, that are okay. playing. The 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 uh, one is playing. I think it's. Uh, is it only hurling? hurling? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's playing. Uh, so, so basically, we we start seeing particles coming together to form the players, mm-hmm. and then uh, the players are moving and playing, and then after that, they go back and transform into the core of the ball, oh, okay. and the leather comes and wraps, and, around. And wraps around, and at the end, it's just a slither. Mm. Okay, yeah. Uh, so. Um, but I think at the at the time I was not aware of you know this is this always happens you know we start with the concept and then we start building on building on it and more and more and adding more adding more and 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 the complexity starts uh, so you you sometimes you don't know where it will end yeah. right um, and with this one was like that you know, like it doesn't happen all the time right and most of the times we know where we are going and we kind of plan for it and at this time. Uh, I was also I, I had played with X particles and I said, oh, X particles is amazing, it's perfect, we can do this, no worries. But I was not aware of the complexity of it. So that was the first problem, right? So so when I started to see that the characters needed to be made of solid particles, you know, like or, or uh, you know, like made of particles, like the inside was also made of particles. You know, they were not hollow; it was not only the surface. And and all of that, uh, all of those bits coming together, uh, you know, like was was starting to. I started to get a bit worried that I started doing it in cinema yeah. because I didn't know much yeah. y- yet. Um, so it was not only myself. So so I, I did the particles, uh, and, and uh, I, I was the the lead on the project. 
um, but uh, Mark, uh, Sean, uh, he did um, uh, the animation of the characters in Maya and we imported it as a Lambic. And um, Eric did all the lighting and all that and some parts of the uh, of the ball and all and texturing and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, and, and Sam also did something, that the, the peeling of the ball was Sam that did in Maya and we brought it uh, into cinema. Um, so, so how did you actually get past that stuck part then how did you figure it out yeah like i had to keep going you know like and found solution find solutions and and look at tutorials and and go on forums and talk with people you know yeah. like uh, i don't remember particularly the the, the problems i had mm. right uh but most of it was how slow the scenes were mm. you know so to simulate all of that because it was simulation mixed with clones you know like cinema in cinema 4d you can it's it's very easy to animate instances of objects like hundreds of them you know like you have great tools to do that so part was simulation with x particles part were clones that were not simulated but were kind of modified with all the effectors that cinema 4d has so it was a mix of stuff so the characters had several layers of particles that i could hide so i could do something in the scene uh and uh, and then the client would look at it and oh maybe make some particles coming out of his forehead <laughs> or you know yeah, like yeah. And then the ball there's one one thing where he catches the ball you know and the the ball when it hits the hand you can do like a, a kind of a explode explode some particles and all that so all of those details they were another layer on top right uh, so it was very stressful and at the end it came out okay but the the night be- before the presentation right mm-hmm. We were all. I, I was. Uh, I like. I worked like late, like for weeks. Mm. You know, like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the night before the presentation, around two o'clock in the morning, I sent all the shots to render the final render for mm-hmm. the f- well, almost the final presentation. Then yeah. we still had some days to to tweak stuff, but the client would be there at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, and the render farm something happened to the server the license server and like the license server restarted it updated was like a, a scheduled update yeah and when it came up the ip was not like the that server distributes the ips to yeah. all the machines and it couldn't do it you know like because of the update or something that so, happened so there you sent something to render so we could couldn't render oh my god you know the night before and I, I sw- that was one of the hardest, like, moments of my life, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the, like, career-wise, you know, because I was very stressed because we couldn't render. We knew that the renders were going to take a long time. Uh, so what, what happened then? So it was a crisis because then um, we couldn't call anyone. It was, like, what, 4 o'clock in the morning? We, so what we were doing is, like, okay, so let's send to the workstations, Let's put all the workstations rendering, yeah. you know. Uh, at least we'll have something. And let's wait. We can't do much, you know. So we wait until 6 o'clock in the morning and we called someone that, that uh, Cahill, that uh, fixes all, the, all that stuff for us. Uh, and um, uh, so he, he arrived early. Uh, my boss arrived early. He knew about it also. He called him and all that. So we, we had some shots that we had rendered before and we had some frames that we had rendered. They uh, were okay. able to put something together in flame, you know, yeah. like a, and kind of 
made it possible for the client to, 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 to show the client. It. And I, I'm sure they explained the client that we had some crisis and some problem and all that. Yeah. And then the problem was fixed very easily, but we, did, we didn't know how to fix it, right? Like the, the person that knew about it fixed it very easily. And then, okay, the next day, uh, we kept working. Oh, so we, we didn't went to bed. Right? So that's, that's terrible. I, like, don't do that. Like, yeah. no one, <laughs> no one, like, ne- don't put yourself on that situation. And no. I've learned with that situation. Yeah, I've yeah. learned that we need to think very well about what we are doing yeah you got to plan it we need to plan it and we need to to say no sometimes and we need to think in advance and see okay so this might happen so and 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 tell the producer and tell you know like speak and and so so your boss or your producer or anyone that is managing the the project knows Mm. that something might go wrong so they can be prepared for it yeah and that, I guess that kind of... But we were not expecting that that like, w- was not our fault also. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was kind of Windows. Yeah, but it comes back to what you're talking thing. about with the trust, you know, and, and being able yeah. to kind of talk to each other. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, it, it, it went well. I'm proud of the job. You know, like I still yeah. look at it and I still like it kind of. Yeah. So, so it looks nice. Yeah. And you're comfortable enough in Cinema 4D, obviously, now. You, yeah. Do you do most of your personal work in 4D? Yeah, or? I do everything in Cinema 4D now. Yeah. I don't use Maya anymore. So what do you prefer in cinema rather than in Maya? Uh, that's, that's a complex question, actually, <laughs> because we can stay here, uh, like, all night. Well, uh, maybe maybe give know? us a top three. Like, okay. So, um, Maya is inconsistent. Okay. That's a word, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. Uh, you you do things in a way in one part of Maya, mm. and in another part of Maya you do things in another way, you know. And I hate that. Mm. I hate to rename something uh, in the outliner with a double click, for example, and then rename something else, and a box opens, and I have to write the name <laughs> and close it, you know, or. So that's something that might not look important. Yeah. That's all over the software. And look, you only see that if you work with other softwares. Mm. If you, like, I only saw that after years of working with Softimage because before that, Maya was perfect. Mm. You know, like, Maya was great, you know. So you, you only see that when you get out of, uh, that environment you know like that's why i i totally understand people that don't see that yeah. or also it depends like what you do in maya right so if you are a rigger only maya is beautiful for that mm. right if you're an animator only perfect if you are a generalist you start having problems with yeah. it you know and it's it crashes a lot it's not stable they break it in every new update they break something else yeah um, it's badly designed. It's old. It's an old architecture. Uh, it's it 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 behaves. It it it's alive. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. alive. Yeah. It behaves today. It behaves in one way. To, tomorrow, it behaves in another way. You know. So the 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 preferences get corrupted. So so like there's a folder full full of mail scripts. Look, I I don't know. Maybe. This is a very easy explanation. There's a very easy explanation for this, but there's a folder in preferences full of mail scripts and all that. Yeah, and and they get, and there's some mail scripts that get corrupted. Some files that get corrupted 
I don't know exactly how that happens, you know, but you have to delete the preferences yeah. loads of times and, and for it to regenerate the preferences. So I totally see the value of my in many aspects mm. of it, right? But, and I totally see that you, for some projects, you it's the only software available. You, 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 can, you need to use it, right? But like, there's no comparison between Cinema 4D and Maya. There's no comparison. You can tell me, oh, Cinema 4D is not multi-threaded, for example. Yeah, it isn't. Like it's slower, yeah, 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 it's slow. Yeah, but it works all the time. Mm. You know, like you, you, you are able to do so much more because it works. Because it's it's always there, designed for the artist, mm. designed for the person that it's it, it, like they worry about the user. You know, they they say they they know that if the user is used to do something like this in, a, in an area of the software. This like consistency. It, it needs to be coherent and consistent, and and that's what what it is like. Uh, and, and and it's a toy also. It's a toy in, in in the good sense. You know, like you can play for hours with Cinema 4D. Uh, the tools are easy to use, and 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 uh, and you can come up with cool stuff very easily. Um, but of course, the rigging system is also very good. The weight. The bind skin stuff, the weights and everything, the paint weight system, it's better than in Maya. Oh, definitely. So much well, like, it's well built, you know. Mm. Um, like, for example, the UV system in Maya is way better than in Cinema 4D. You know, they are taking care of it, hopefully. It's it, it's crap in Cinema 4D. Uh, and then there's, there's some stuff that I, I still miss from Maya like that. Yeah. But overall... It's much more productive. Cinema 4D is much more productive because of that. Because it's consistent. Because you expect, you know what to expect from it. Yeah. You know. So, what, what about getting under the hood? Because I think one of the reasons a lot of people, like TDs and riggers in particular, enjoy Maya is because it has like the Python plugin and you know Mel is yeah. there and there's a lot of documentation. Yeah. It can is there the same kind of scope in cinema? Or? Yeah. So, uh, look, I'm. Um, I don't know 100. percent sure. I don't know. A lot about this, yeah. you know. So I'm always afraid to say something that it's stupid. Yeah. But 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 what I think. Uh, so um, I don't. I think for the experience that I have working with Python coders, mm -hmm. when they are using Maya, is that the Python the 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 version of Python that Maya uses. Yeah. Uh, because Maya has such a weird way of working, it's very cumbersome. It's very, very difficult to get some stuff, yeah. you know. So, uh, actually, I would like to ask to a, a TD again to see if, if that still happens, right? Yeah. And but anyway, uh, like what you can do in 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 Maya in Python, you can do in, in Cinema 4D in Python, right? Okay. So they also have Python nowadays, like. I think Max has Python. Yeah. Like so, nowadays every software has Python. You yeah. know, yeah. and and you can also code in C plus plus yes. for for it. So I don't see the difference. Maybe there is. Like I, I, I'm sure there is some difference. Yeah. I think that years ago that was a big reason. You know, all the so no no so no software had Python. Maya was the first that had a lang uh, uh, Mel, which was like a Maya yeah. uh, language. language. Yeah, yeah, Maya and Babel language. So. Um, and that was a big thing at the moment. Like no one uses it anymore for big things. Mm. You know, like it's still used. Like you actually, you actually need to use it for some stuff mm -hmm. to make some 
to help you on using yeah. Maya. You yeah. really have to, at some point, you really need to start learning Mel yeah. because you need to, to decipher the messages that it gives you and all that. Yeah. That problem run like vanished when, when I started using Cinema 4D. Like yeah. there's no, nothing like that. Yeah. Like there's no errors, you know? Yeah. And, and w one thing that I got like, w which was like a big change and also might look not that important is this is just an example. You, you just going back to the question of one thing that it's better yeah. in, in one software. Uh, in my, while you are creating your scene, Maya is creating nodes and nodes and nodes behind mm -hmm. the scenes. Right. Um, in cinema, that doesn't happen, right? So in cinema, I have the most complex scene, like the scene from Borgas, uh, one of the scenes, one of the shots from that ad, huge uh, particle systems and all that. I go to the outliner, which is called uh, object list something in, okay. in cinema. I go to the equivalent of the outliner in Maya and I press control A, select everything, I copy, control C, I open a new scene, control V, and all the scene is that in that new scene. Wow. So if something breaks, which happens also, like sometimes like that happened to me a couple of times, something in the render settings or in the actual scene settings mm. uh, is fucked up. You know, like I don't know what I did there. So I can just copy paste all the objects to a new scene and it's clean. Yeah. Uh, that never breaks it, it, because there's nothing to break, yeah. right? Yeah. In Maya, you could never do that. <laughs> you know, you need to export, import, and all that, right? Yeah. So, so that's that's one thing. So, and, and in cinema, you can have you can have like several scenes open. Mm. Uh, so, like you can in Photoshop or something. You know, like so so I can copy paste stuff Between. from one scene to the other. Yeah. So I'm doing like a rig on a character or something or a complex MoGraph rig, and I just want to focus on one part. I copy that objects to a new scene, rig that, and then bring them in into another scene. You know, so it's 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 very easy to to do that kind of stuff. It's very, it's a very well thought software. Yeah, I just hope that they get some stuff faster and better. The core, they are rebuilding the new core. Okay, so hopefully it gets yeah. it gets faster. But it's it's right. You uh, just to go back. You you were talking about working in Cinema 4D, and you said that it's a little bit like a toy. You you do all of your um, personal work in cinema, do, do yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I wonder could we talk about one of your um, projects? There's one called Sugar Rush that's on your yeah. portfolio. It's I really like the color and the shape in mm -hmm. it. I wonder could you talk us through how you came up with that? And sure, uh, I can. Actually, uh, um, that was like I've done a job in Paranabar that got me into doing that. Okay, uh, so. I actually changed it a bit uh, to my likes, yeah, and and kind of it, it's something that came from a job like that. That, that happens to me lots of times. I'm doing yeah. something, and I look, oh, this would look great if it was like this. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know? So, can so you talk so us like, through the job first, and then maybe. Uh, so I, I actually was like a UCD uh, job for like internal video for for the university. Okay. Um, so and I did loads of um, shots of particles and all that, like random stuff. Mm. And one of uh, one of them was something similar to that sugar rush. Yeah. And then I said, oh, I have to explore this a bit more. I liked how it looked, so I changed the palette, the colors, and uh, I tried. I played around with the particle system that I had there to make another shape and all that, and it came up like a, a cool thing. And actually, it's like 
every day on, on, on Behance, the only job, the only job that every day I get likes on Behance yeah. since four months ago. Yeah. It's really catching. You know? it, it, but it's very simple. Mm. It's funny. It's yeah. funny how you spend all your time, oh, I want to do like a complex stuff. And the most complex stuff that I've done, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get that much attention, yeah. right? But the simplest ones are the ones that get much attention. And it's another thing that we have to learn from, you know, like it's kind of, uh, you don't need to go and create amazing complex stuff for it to, to for people to like it, you know. Yeah, like yeah. For, Why do you think that is? Why do I think that is? Um, I think sometimes, you know, like it's easier to read or, or no, I think it's like design, right? Design, mm-hmm. Like simple design is the best design, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because it's up. I think we are drawn to optimization. Mm. So, so everything that looks optimized, mm. we prefer. Yeah, you know, and and that hence we prefer uh, a, design. a simple yeah. design or uh, you know like something that shows you the fundamentals. Yes, you know, yeah. or, or you know, like makes you feel something fundamental. Like yeah. the colors are beautiful. Yeah. Or I want to eat that. Yeah. Or yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it brings the the those um, animal desires. Yeah, you know, yeah, like no, totally. that, that that natural those natural desires. So yeah. maybe that's it. You know. Yeah. So so kind of uh, and, and from then on, I actually started. I, I learned again with that. You know, because I looked at it and I know that it's simple and then people like it. Mm. And, and I started doing simpler stuff. And I also like it more, you know. And I like it more for two reasons. It's pleasant and, and the result are, is pleasant. But it's also easier to do, mm. you know. And I, I've spent so many years doing hair and rigs and and complex simulations and all that, that now it's a pleasure to be able to open a tool and play and do something simple that looks nice yeah, yeah. only you know and I, I guess you you spend the time on getting it aesthetically to look nice right yeah 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 i have uh, yeah but but see like i also don't like to spend too much time okay you know i don't like the i i would never that's why i said i would never be able to to do a, a, a face with wrinkles mm-hmm. and you know it's it's boring for me for me it's boring to do that. I, I I model in ZBrush also, you know, like I, I love that app. And but I never do complex stuff. It's also I don't know, it's laziness. Probably it is, <laughs> you know, probably it is. Uh but I'm not sure if that's bad. Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. you know, like I I don't like to spend too much time in projects. And yeah. that's why I like I prefer advertisement yeah. than series. Yeah. I could never work in like 100 episodes animated yeah. series oh my god no no yeah. like uh, small stuff I, I like small stuff fast because I I, I lose interest very fast mm. you know too fast you know so <laughs> and I hate that you know yeah. so I need to I have like 10 projects that I'm working on yeah that I'm, I, I lose interest I start working today tomorrow I lose interest yeah and I start another one and then I go back to that one and I, I, I keep doing that you know that's the formula that I found that makes possible for me to do stuff yeah it's like keep going back and forth you know to because keep I keep it fresh uh, yeah I kind of I, I I get bored easily so you know like to get yeah. go back and forth and and kind of uh, and that's that's what works for me yeah you know? 
Um, and and simplicity kind of works for me also because of that. Because yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want to spend too much time doing stuff. So yeah. then I have to ask. Then do you spend much time planning it? Do you have a good idea of what's what the end product's going to be, or do you just sit down and open cinema and go like, I wonder what's going to happen? My stuff, my own stuff. Yeah. Oh no, I, I don't plan. Okay. I have sometimes an idea. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I have an idea. Yeah. Like I see something somewhere, you know, like, oh, I would like to try this. Mm. But I never try to, uh, like, I, I I love the technical part of it also mm-hmm. very much, you know. And so I, I like to try the technique. But then the, the, the end product or the end thing is, uh, will be aesthetically different, you know. Like I, I don't follow the static, you know. I don't yeah. normally, I, 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 I what like I'm drawn to the technical side of it yeah. and then I come up with something yeah. technical but I start doing I start testing most of the stuff is testing mm. you know I, I'm like if if I do something with particles because I was testing some X particle stuff and then I end up rendering it and and do and something nice comes out yeah um, I don't remember I have plans I have I have like shorts and 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 like full projects that i'm planning <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but i'd never pass that phase yeah yeah uh but i feel that's man like it's such a pleasure to be able to play mm. only you know yeah. i'm i i, I am a, i'm a kid when i'm doing that you know yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm just like enjoying legos yeah. and then th- that's what i'm doing and oh this color looks nice you know like or uh, and and sometimes I go and reference one image that I've seen. Okay, so cool. Let's if I, if I want to do something, let's let's look for a reference on Pinterest. And hmm. but not that often, you yeah. know. I kind of go with the flow, and and that's that's what I like to do. I think personal projects should be that, right? Yeah. You are. I'm already constrained by client work. Yeah. Like uh, I want to do personal projects. Yeah. And, and, do you and st- but you're still learning from your personal projects. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you I think you learn. Them a lot also you know like yeah. because you experiment you yeah. know you just throw things there and and cinema is good for that mm. it, 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 it's like it, you can work hours and hours straight without crashing and it's predictable <laughs> you know it's true <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like and, and it's it's predictable you know like yeah. so you know what will happen if you do something so so you you can keep adding 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 stuff adding stuff you know like and it, it's it's very cool it's it's a yeah. cool toy yeah so but it kind of evolves as you're working on it then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah of course uh, just moving on to that you, you said you don't really use a lot of, of reference but uh, I have to ask you um, can you give us some of your like heroes or people that in- inspire you uh, yeah so look I, uh, I I was actually talking about this earlier uh, I'm very bad with names oh sure okay but I have loads of people that I love on on Instagram that I follow yeah. you know, like so I think uh, like there's so many incredible talent there yeah you know, it's, um, but but I can give you two names okay because sure. I, I have a note <laughs> <laughs> you came prepared okay. <laughs> go on uh, so one of them it's it's actually he's not a, a 3D artist he's a painter okay. uh, but he he, he does like um, it's called Simon Stalin Hag. Uh, okay. I think he's, I'm not sure if he's German or, but he has, um, he has a book, he has, he has a, a series of books and he paints, like the books are kind of graphic stories, you know, like he uses his paintings, he shows the paintings in the book, but then he writes a backstory of 
everything okay. that is, he has there. Yeah. Uh, the one one book that I have is called "A Tale from the Loop." Mm-hmm. So basically, he paints uh, dystopian realities, or yeah. you know, like kind of. So, yeah. so, so like uh, imagine. So basically, he mixes. Uh, uh, real, uh, well-known objects and and places yeah. with uh, uh, like a robot in the middle of the road yeah. that used to do something like yeah. it's there for a purpose or you know like so I, I'm not explaining this no, very I well. Think, I think actually. I get you. Yeah. Uh, so Simon Simon Stalin Stalin Hag. So yeah. if, if you guys want to check it out, yeah. it's... And is that amazing. mostly his color work or just the idea of this dystopian kind of futures or... Uh, sorry, sorry? Is that... Uh, are you mostly pulling the color work from that or is, oh, it, no. is it more the ideas? Oh, it's everything. Oh, okay. He's so like, his, his paintings look like photos mm. and they, everything is on canvas. Wow. Right? They look like photos. It's incredible. So the next artist, it's... Uh, she's called Alexa Sirbu. Okay. Um, or Serbu. S I R B U, um, and she's a Houdini artist. Okay, it's incredible what she does. It, like it's such, it, it's very different from what we are we normally see. Um, just Google it. Uh, Google her. Uh, she has an Instagram also. That's that's her name on Instagram. It's Can beautiful. you describe any of the projects that stood out? For you? Um, there's a project called Flower, I think. Uh, like. Like it's you, you it's it's kind of hard to explain. Okay, you, you have to you have to see, you have to watch. So everyone, yeah, we'll have listening to this link in the uh, show notes. Yeah, for them. cool. Yeah. Where can people find your work and find you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram. So Mario Sundays at Mario Sundays. I think that's this Instagram thing. Uh, uh, also on Twitter, Mister uh, underscore three D Mario. Okay. I think it's a weird name, but like. I, I have to change it probably, <laughs> but you go on my website. So www.mariodomingos.com. Okay. And I have all the links there. Great. Uh, so you can, you can check everything. You're not on Facebook or anything? Are you? Uh, I have, I am on Facebook also. Okay. Uh, and I have a Mario motion designer page. It's yeah. also on my website. Yeah. So, so the website is like all the links are there in sure. the about page. So okay. well, it's we'll easier. Have, yeah. We'll have a link yeah. to that. Okay, we'll leave it there, Mario. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Okay, no worries. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. It was great to be here. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the 3D Meetup podcast. If you have any suggestions for how we can improve the podcast or the meetup, we'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch at 3dmeetupdublin at gmail.com. If you haven't already, join us on meetup.com to stay up to date about our upcoming events. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know by rating us on iTunes. And if you want to help us keep the lights on, please support us on buymeacoffee.com. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you at the next meetup.